Hey, hey, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Bowling, and I'm way pumped to have you join me today because I get to interview a special guest. As you listen today, you get to hear what it looks like to live in genuine love every day, and you're going to love it. Be sure to subscribe and share this with your friends. Excited to introduce to you one of my favorite all-time cool people. I've been wanting to meet this chick for years. Her name is Donna De Silva. Thank you, Donna, yeah. for joining us. I'm an honor to be here. Thank you, thank you. And can you give everybody kind of a little bit of an update, a bio- biography, um, and then I'll ask you some kind of fun questions too. Yeah, well, there is a funny story in, in this part of it. So I am the Inner Healing Deliverance Minister at Bethel Church. We have a ministry called Sozo, which has gone viral around the world. It is um, one of the biggest inner healing ministries now, which is funny. We never thought it would go outside of Bethel. And people ask me all the time, well, you know, that must have been your call on your life. That must have been exact. And I said, you know, probably about 30 years ago, my husband and I took a woman to church who was had demonic issues and we're sitting in the pews and it's just like basically like a one-room church with little tiny cabinet classes rooms in the back and the the elders took her in the back and while church is going on we're hearing I hate God (laughs) and they're like jumping on her and these are being thrown and I'm just getting further and further down in my seat and I'm like I'm never going to do deliverance I told the Lord I will do anything for you but deliverance Mm -hmm. there (laughs) you go that's how I got my call (laughs) So did you grow up doing all the church stuff? No, I grew up, my mom is new age. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time she was just weird, you know, so we didn't know there wasn't really new age wasn't huge back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she came into the new age movement. And so um, I went to church maybe five times with some friends and bless their hearts. So they didn't believe in music in church and they didn't believe. So they, they would sing and they were all off key and I can just remember thinking, this is not fun to come. And my friend never could wear um, shorts. And we were we live in like 110, 120 degree weather. Mm. And when she got to go with us one time, they made her wear jeans swimming. So I mean, Serious. seriously. So there's, and to this day, I mean, she's an amazing, wonderful woman of God. But to this day, she's never been allowed to cut her hair. Um, she still wears dresses. Uh, yeah. Wow. And so I, I didn't really want that. I didn't want that religion, mm-hmm. and yet at the same time, I grew up um, religious. In my outside of church, um, another whole story. But how? Well, <laughs> coming way forward, yeah. all these years later, I go to this crazy church called Bethel, and my husband is um, hired as the CFO. So we're there about six months before Bill Johnson. And so um, we have to attend the church and there are assemblies at the time and they're jumping around. And I came from a church like you maybe lifted your hands, but people looked at you like, you know, but you felt the spirit, but you just, you know, like the pastor later told us, you know, we believed in healing. We just never saw anyone healed, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And so very conservative. And um, when I was growing up, I would go into parties in high school and they would die. They would just die. It's the like party I would, would walk, die, like everything would go flat. Yep, yep. I would walk into huh. the room and it would die. And um, as we start going through the scene with Bethel, um, Bill Johnson would say, "Run to the anointing." So if, if something is breaking out over here and you want that, run to it. So if it's laughter, run to it. And I'm thought, oh, I, I just don't feel anything. Two years, I'm sitting here, I'm on the prayer line over and over again, back on the prayer line. And I, it got so bad, um, I would start to run towards where someone's laughing, and people would look at me like. Don't come? No, because the moment I got there, it would die. Wow. It would just kill the spirit. It was so crazy. Mm-hmm. And 
on the prayer line. I'm praying two years, waiting and getting angrier and angrier because this cannot be God because it's not happening to me. And finally, um, I, I have a, a con I, God says something to me. And, and so the backstory of that is I'm listening to the story about Peter denying Christ. Mm -hmm. And we think Peter is so, you know, courageous and we're courageous, yeah. but he denied Christ because he was afraid. So I'm on the prayer line. I'm like, God, I've always thought of myself as courageous, but maybe, maybe I would have denied you too. And I mean, I hadn't heard anything in two years and I hear, no, you wouldn't have denied me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's finally talking to right. me. And I'm starting to like, I didn't really, but in the spirit, yeah. I'm patting myself on the back. You know, he thinks I'm, I'm courageous. And he says, no, 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 kiddo. In my day, you wouldn't have been asked that question. I'm like, what? So no, in my day, you wouldn't have been a disciple. You would have been a Pharisee. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, you can shut up now. <laughs> yeah. Two years for that, but wow. yeah. So I, I don't know how, but I carried that religious spirit even when I wasn't Christian. Mm. But I think it was arrogance. I think it's superiority, uh, critical spirit, judgment. All of that yeah. is all in that religious spirit. So, yeah. Holy buckets. That's really powerful. <laughs> you didn't want all that so, information. No, I did. I did. And then what did you do after that? Oh, my gosh. I just cried and cried and cried. And, you know, I, my husband and I helped with children's church sometimes. And there's a song, you know, I don't want to be a goat. Nope. You know, I don't want to be <laughs> nice. a goat. No, nope. I don't want to be fair. See, uh, and, and I just, just started sobbing. I God, I don't want to be a Pharisee. I, I want the things of the spirit. And, um, like I said, my, for two years I was on the prayer line, people were falling and I couldn't feel sense. I mean, I was changing. I was yeah. getting softer. I was getting nicer. Yeah. Um, but I was still stuck in jealousy. I was, I still had the demonic attachments, you know, that you, you, um, pretended weren't there, you know, yeah. nobody saw but you and mm. your family. Mm. Um, and I just cried out and I said, I just need, I need you to fix me somehow and mm. just began to change. So it, it wasn't an overnight change. I mean, I was saved and it was overnight. Yeah. And I was filled with the spirit it was overnight, even though I didn't know what that looked like. I knew the Holy Spirit was in me. Mm. I could read the word of God. I could get the understanding. I was a word person. I loved the word. Um, but I, I could not connect the Holy Spirit. And I find out all these years later doing deliverance and inner healing, oh, well, a religious spirit will always try to smother the prophetic. Hmm. It will always try to kill it. Whoa. So I had it before. Wow. You know. <laughs> so then walking through and kind of coming through that, you said it was a little bit of a process. What did oh, that look like? Wow. Well, before that breakthrough, um, I was standing on the prayer line. I had heard one other thing before that with the Lord. And um, I, I was, um, I love sports. I was very good at, at softball. And sometimes I would on the prayer line in my softball gear because I'd be between, you know, tournaments and games and stuff. Um, I never was pretty. I was never um, trained with makeup and hair and on all the stuff that we, we do now. Yep. Um, and I was teased my whole life about having a big nose. So camera shots, however you want that. <laughs> um, and, and so I think I learned that it's okay I'm not pretty, I'm, but I'm smarter than you. It's okay that I'm not pretty, but I'm a better ball player than you. Yep. And so my protection was superiority. And um, that... It's terrifying to let go of. But the one thing I did hear before that on the prayer line is out of nowhere, we're on the prayer line and people are falling all around me, you know, for two years. And I'm like, whatever. Okay, God, I did see him, this huge hand in here. I saw it came out of heaven and in his hand was an emerald, which was a seed, which was me. 
Hmm. You know how those things are. It's like, you know it's you, you know it's a seed and it's an emerald. And I heard Father God say, look at what I have created. Isn't she beautiful? Hmm. And so I had one thing to hold on to in those two years of he might be nice when he talks to me. Hmm. But that changed my view of me. It changed, um, it's okay to be feminine. Hmm. It's okay that I, you know, I'm, I can be beautiful or maybe not. I mean, you can't change your nose, you know, it's on your face. Yeah. Um, but it, and I played ball with a lot of um, women who were lesbians yeah. and um, they were always talking about how great it was to, to be that way. And, and I was like, I, I don't think that's right, but you know, I, I've never actually been feminine, you know, right. so, so a lot was going on in there. And so I had some background with when the Lord speaks, it, he changes, mm -hmm. right? Because it changes everything for me. Mm -hmm. It was like my friend, another friend of mine, we call her Barbie. She's gorgeous. <laughs> um, she took me under her wing and started showing me how to do makeup. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you should cut your hair a little different. I mean, she wasn't rude at all. Right. But she was very, you mm -hmm. know, hey, have yeah. you tried this? Have you tried that? You yeah. know? Um, and she's very prophetic. So... As we're going through that, and I'm standing on the prayer line, and then this happens, I'm like, I finally get it. This is the blockage of why I kill every party I go to. Mm. It's because that protection is out saying, I don't need you. I'm better than you. Mm. And it just shuts everything down. And so it was like, okay, Lord, uh, I need you to fix me. Mm. I need you to change who I am. And you know, some, I know you know this, but sometimes deliverance is instantaneous and it's like, praise mm -hmm. be to God. And sometimes your deliverance means you walk through it mm -hmm. and you know, you, the spirit is off you, but then you're left with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you gotta, gotta work with that. <laughs> it's like you take you mm -hmm. wherever you go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's totally cool. Totally cool. So then walking into sozo, and what does sozo mean? Yep. So sozo is a Greek word, mm -hmm. which we love languages, yeah. so that's kind of fun. And it means saved, healed, and delivered in one package. Mm -hmm. And so there are many times when Jesus brought healing to someone, but it's a different word. Or he delivered someone, it's a different word. Or they were saved, so and it was a different mm -hmm. word. But when sozo is used, the whole package came involved. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of what were like the initial steps for that? Yeah, well, after the prayer line and after getting that revelation, I just really pushed into the Holy Spirit. And then one day, this man, Fred Gruy, came to train everyone ahead of Randy Clark. Mm -hmm. Like he goes ahead of time so that we're all on the same page to be prayer servants. Sure. One page in that was um, the 12 Steps to Freedom from Pablo Batari from Argentina. And so we started that with the 12 Steps to Freedom, and that was the beginning. We had one tool in Sozo, and... I would pray for people with a friend of mine and they would get set free and they would give testimonies. It was the craziest testimonies, man, no boundaries at all. Like this one woman was like, yeah, I came in and I had all these sexual partners and she's married, you know, and she's telling on the stage and, and they were all lined up as trophies and, and she got me set free and, and I'm totally free. And I'm just sitting there like, oh my gosh, boundaries. Um, so I mean, more and more and more. And so finally, um, Benny took me aside and said, hey, I've got this lady that has been in therapy for years that we'd like you to work on and see if you can help her. And I'm thinking, oh, I said, I'm going to be right. Benny's second. She goes, no, no, you're going to be the first. I'll be your second. Well, Benny Johnson, I mean, right. now people know her as the general of intercession, but we knew her then as a general, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so we knew. So here she's the intercessor. I'm like, this lady's going to get set free. I have Benny in the room. <laughs> I have her counselor in the room, right? And she'd gone through witchcraft and she'd been abused I mean, yeah. it's horrible, but she'd been in therapy a long time. 
And as we're praying for her, Benny's not helping me. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm realizing, oh, they're watching me to see what makes the, wow. what I'm doing different because I have the same tools, right? And we're sozoing. I'm going through. I'm going through the four doors. It's all we know. Sure. Um, and I look up at Benny like, help, this lady's not getting free. And I look at the therapist and he's like, oh, it'll be okay. She'll come back next week. And I turn and I had this theme. He's like, no, yeah. like don't make her wait another week. Right. And I turn, I had her repeat something after me. Who knows what it is? And she got set free. Wow. And then Benny took me outside and said, I give you the mantle of Sozo. Oof. So from there, we went around and found all the other tools that we have. That's for Sozo. totally cool. Amazing. And we, you can get on, on, on Google and find Sozo, S-O-Z-O dot com or whatever. Yeah. Nice. But, nice, and, nice. And you'll get a lot of hate mail about us, too, huh. when you go on Google. So, huh. But don't let that deter you. We really are nice. We really are spirit-led, and yeah. we are not a cult. No. <laughs> no, that's crazy. So I'm going to bend this a little different. Uh -huh. um, how many kids do you have? I have two boys, grown. Yeah. Yep, married and one grandbaby. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. And did you grow up in California? Yes, Redding. Oh, like so original. Yep, my husband and I. My husband was born in Redding. My family's from Redding, and I was born when my dad was in the service. So I was born not in Redding, but we, I've been in Redding my entire life. Yes. And uh, hobbies? What do you like to do? You did like softball? Still I, play? I was a softball player. I, I stopped about four years ago. I travel so much oh, yeah. that I couldn't do it. So. It's hard to be on a team if you're yeah. not there. Yeah. So what do you do now for chilling out? Um. I, I love reading. My mm -hmm. dad is a poet, a businessman and a poet, and so I learned to read a lot. Um, part of, part of like my, my family, we go on vacation, we all bring our books, mm -hmm. and so people are like, was this a family vacation? Yeah, we're having <laughs> so much fun. We're staring at the water, and we're reading our books. Yeah. yeah. And what do you like to read? I love murder mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. I decompress yeah. with that kind of, like, I want to find out who did it. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to guess. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can guess when the person walks in the room, five, ten minutes, I'm, he did it. Yeah. Or, yeah. Nice. It's fun. Do you do, like, so you, but softball is physical. Do you do any, like, physical activity of sports or anything like that now at all? Um, when, so? Because I've traveled so much, yeah. um, I, I don't get to as much. And I'm, I'm not a big gym person, but, mm -hmm. you know, and I've, I've had knee surgeries from playing sports, yeah. and so I can't run anymore, mm -hmm. which I would love complete healing mm -hmm. in Jesus' name because I would love to run. Mm -hmm. uh, I get bored of walking. Mm -hmm. I'm like get her done person. Yeah, let's go do it until ten minutes what you can do for an yeah. hour walking. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna put a bug in your ear. You maybe think about pickleball. Pickleball. I know. Yes. And then everybody's like, oh no, you're doing that thing. So pickleball is a really fun, like up and coming sport. Um, and it's worth looking into. I just picked it up about a year, year and a half ago. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So just giving you that little heads up on that. That's fun. fun. Really fun. Is it like the pickle we would do in softball where you're throwing the ball and no, you have to go? No, I know up? what you're thinking. The pickleball <laughs> is a combination. It's like uh, tennis with ping pong. Oh. Mm -hmm. So it's on like a half-sized tennis court with okay. a little bit lower net. And you use paddles, like with ping pong. Okay. Um, and then you use an S kind of like a wiffle ball. And usually you play doubles. So it's not a lot of running, not, not too hard on your uh -huh. knees. But uh, if you're competitive oh, at all, gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I am, it's very fun. Good hand-eye coordination. You already had that with softball. So something to think about. Fine. I know. Holy buckets, wasn't that amazing? Oh my gosh, thank you so much for listening today. 
totally love your guts. And I'd love for you to share this with your friends and your family. Thank you again and again for listening. And we'll catch you next week. 